Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Let's talk some Husker football with Matt Verzel. As uh, Verz, of course, you find him on Husker Hangover. You enjoy his delicious pizza with Paisans. Verz, what would you think of Saturday? Um, Saturday was probably the first time in the tenure where I was, I think we all were kind of disappointed in, in the output. It, it didn't seem like we were, you know, quite quite ready to roll. And it's just unfortunate. You know, you don't have many opportunities in a season. You only have 12 now, so you got to make sure you take advantage of those. Um, if you just, you just need, you need your offense to play better. It's just, and they know it and everybody knows it, but that's just, it's got to start to happen. Let's examine that for a moment. <laughs> Wanting it and getting it are two different things. The effort's completely there. Uh, you feel, and just listening to Satterfield today, that they're trying to get Harburg back to to playing a little bit freer. Did you notice any body language or sense any tightness with the moment? I mean, the team was on the doorstep of getting win number six. Rural preaches 1-0 each week, so you're not looking too far ahead. But they just, I don't want to say flat, but they just didn't fly around. Yeah, and, and inevitably you're going to have a game like that, right? You're going to have a game where something is just off. Nothing feels right. And so you have to you have to battle through that and you have to find a way. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of what you, you just got to find something. You got to dig and, and there's got to be something inside it that says, hey, we don't have our fastball today, but we're going to just pitch around this and we're going to make sure we still get this job done. Unfortunately for Nebraska, that that didn't happen. Now, I think all of us, to a man or woman, were still impressed that they worked their way back and had a chance to to win the game. So, you know, in, in the past, those things would not have happened. It, it would have been, well, we're going back and forth. It's going to look like something. Nothing's really going to happen. We're all going to get pissed, and away we go. But you know, these kids go out and they they battle and they fought, and and we're looking at like a, a non-quarterback pass for a big play, a pass on a call that, that you hate to look for calls or hope for calls, but a call that could have gone Nebraska's way but didn't. And, you know, you, you have to – you just have to get better at, at, at closing games, at being in games. You don't have the luxury to be off for a day. Margin for error, error is is slim and none, and slim leaves town a lot with the, the the football team as it is. Matt Verzel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Find him on Twitter at Verz51. You, you mentioned the call, and, you know, that's not why Nebraska lost. The, the, there were several calls, and there were some Michigan State probably didn't like either. Uh, mm-hmm. That said, it, it it didn't help. How do you handle that? How did you handle it as a player? Because you were in some games that w- there's some legendary calls. I think of the Orange Bowl in '94, and and even as a coach on, on a staff, how do you guys handle when things don't go your way? Take take me through your experience as a player and as a coach. Um, for me, you know, we 
uh, I, I'm very spoiled. I've had a spoiled coaching career. Um, with winning comes a lot of dislike from everybody else, and I'm fine with that. I, I will gladly accept that. Uh, the thing that I tell our players is that while you're here in Omaha, everybody hates you. Everybody hates the side of you. Everybody wants to see you lose. Um, the further west you go, that amplifies about tenfold. So, <laughs> may not be intentional, but it's going to happen. Just prepare yourselves for calls that will go against you. When you get said calls that go against you, you clap your hands, you walk back to the huddle, you realize you still have the football and you still get to play. So it, it's all mentally how you handle it. You never want to put anything in the hands of the referees. There's a lot of coaches that will go into the mode of, hey, don't leave it to that call then. You know, and that's, that's great to say. It's all well and good, but, you know, sometimes it's, you, you have to have those tough discussions. Just mentally prepare yourself that it's going to happen. And then when it does happen, it's not nearly as catastrophic as it, as it is for the psyche. If you just are mentally like, hey, this is going to happen, just get ready for it. Then when it does happen, you're right for it. Like, okay, no big deal. We'll just keep playing and keep grinding and see what happens. How did, This goes back a ways, but uh, Nebraska fans remember the Orange Bowl in 94 with the phantom clip on Lance Gray that negated the Dixon touchdown. And then William uh, Pink Floyd at the goal line. I think Barron knocked that football out. What did you see from the from the Nebraska coaching staff back then, or do you even remember? There wasn't. It, it was never something that was, you know, talked about or mentioned. Or you know, we would we would probably all get more fired up about it than they would. Um, but they would they would tell you if you don't want that to be the situation, don't put yourself in that situation. And so, you know, the, the bluntness of it was what I always appreciate and try to carry on. But it's the referees are doing the best they can. And are they going to be right all the time? No. Are there going to be calls where it's like, hey, we probably should have called pass interference there. We'll save that in the, in the wallet. And later we probably could have had a pass interference called against us. But they didn't call it. So now everybody's square. As long as at the end of the day you feel everybody's even, that's all you can ask for. So it's, it is what it is. They're doing the best they can. And if you think you can do better, I am more than positive they will hire you to do so. <laughs> that Verzel's with us, Sale Varsity Radio. Verz, let's talk Harburg for a moment and uh, some discussion about uh, Pretty. Do you go maybe to the bullpen? Uh, I, I appreciate this staff wanting to help players work through some ups and downs. And um, what, what's your take here with, with the quarterback situation? It's beyond Harburg. I mean, he needs better line play. It's, it's 10 other guys that need to, to help the quarterback, and the quarterback needs to be on point as well. But where are you at with this quarterback situation? Ride it out or, or look elsewhere? Um, it's, it's a difficult one because you don't want to seem like you're talking out both sides of your mouth. Sure. Um, with running backs and others, it's been, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, when this happens, we're getting rid of this and we're doing that and, and yada, yada, yada. So if you're going to be that way, you probably have to live that way at all your positions. Now, are we doing that at numerous positions? No. Is it? Is there empathy for Harburg because he's a Nebraska kid? Yeah. Is there empathy for Harburg because we probably all realize that the 
blocking up front isn't you know what 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 would help him out quite a bit. I personally, I think shooting some more things that that fit his skill set, play action pass, which I think he does a nice job of. You had the ability where you were starting to to do all right running the ball. It wasn't by any means like world beating, but it was sufficient. And then you know you want to you want to chuck the deep one. That that the only way that works. Right now for Heinrich is to make sure that there's a play action off of that where that safety feels he has to come up and help. Once he comes up and helps, then you know a kid that's crazy fast like Malachi Coleman, he can slide in behind there. Now, now you're you're cooking. So that is also a factor in it. Those things have to, to be better, I feel, to suit his skill set and what he does. Matt, in your opinion, what went awry? for the Husker offense, because there's been a lot made of Harburg's performance on Saturday. I can agree with you and say I think the offensive line could have played a little bit better, not only protecting him, but opening up some running lanes. I just want to get your thoughts on what exactly went wrong, because Saturday felt like a regression. There was some, maybe just incremental progress through the previous three games, and it felt like that offense regressed on Saturday. What did you see that was causing the offense issues? Um, It speaks a little bit to what we talked about before. I don't think anything during the game was very was very rhythmic. You know, no, nothing kind of got into into a zone where, like, okay, this this will work. This is how this is going. We can see this play is going to lead to another play down the road. Um, that rhythm that, that is so crucial or important to a team never got established. So that, that was the difficult thing for me. It, it just looked at times that they were all just – and probably not all at the same time, just at varying times, everybody was just one step out of sync. Don't know if that was prep, don't know if it was travel, don't know what it was. Now, you have to give Michigan State credit, especially the fact that as maligned as they are, that team went out and for their seniors on senior day, they went out and played their best game of the year. They, they really did. They did everything they could to win the game. They held on and won that game. So, it's one of those things Coach Steele always used to have a great line. He said, well, if something wasn't going, I said, well, they're out there trying to win too. So <clears throat> you have to you have to look at it in that manner. Unfortunately for Nebraska, just it didn't work out. And, and it's a game that sucks to lose because we all are holding hope for that very important number six, but this just wasn't the day for number six to arrive. Verz, I got to ask you, you look at the three games left, Matt Verzel's with us and uh, host a Husker hangover. can find Verz on Twitter at Verz51. Um, interested to, to get your take on these next three. Do you think Nebraska gets to six? Is that a doubt in your mind? I do. I would like to see a lot colder weather on Saturday, <laughs> but it's going to be pretty nice. Um, the crowd, I think – can help Nebraska win this game. If they are raucous, if they are ornery, if they make sure it's difficult for for Maryland to do what Maryland wants to do, which is just run plays, that's that's the fans' role in this game. That That's the fans' MO for this weekend. So if, if they can go out and if you got to get up out there at 6.30 and get some booze in you so you can be really loud and, and get out there at 6.30 and do your thing. But that's it, it is a winnable game. 
rule said a couple weeks back, we can win every game on our schedule, but we can also lose every game on our schedule. The reason I think this game this week is the one is because it is so important. Okay, It is so important because it just gives everybody the chance to just exhale. Get the game won, get one of your goals accomplished for the season, exhale, refocus, then go back and get ready for your two big games to end the season. That is kind of where I'm at with it, and that's why I think that they can go out and do that this week. I don't see them playing poorly twice in a row. They are probably lucky, though, they played on the road this week because I'm guessing they may have had another Sunday practice if they had played that game at home. It's Matt Verzel, Hail Varsity Radio. Verz, of course, Husker Hangover. More with Verz. As we talk Nebraska-Maryland and Tail Varsity, we're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few minutes back here, Hale Varsity Radio. Matt Verzel joins us. And let's shift to uh, tailgate drinks pre-7 a.m. Verz, you mentioned the prescription for, for Rowdy at 10th and Vine. What are you pouring? Are you pouring a, a bloody? Are you pouring a red beer? Are you pouring an orange beer? What's your breakfast drink of choice? As early as that is, the last time, and it's been a hot minute since I have had a, a beer, I my throat about swelled shut at a tailgate. So evidently I now have developed an issue with the fermented hops and barley. So morning game, I am Bloody Mary guy. The spicier, the better. Uh, got a little snack in there if you get pickles, some green olives. Not really a celery guy, but I'll eat it if you put it in there. But, yeah, I would be Team Bloody Mary. So here's the thing. In my, in my opinion, if bacon. you want to get rowdy. How about bacon? You put bacon on it, on a little uh, on a, on a toothpick? Whatever you want to put in that. Delicious vodka, tomato juice, Worcestershire, <laughs> celery salt, pepper, salt, pepper. I'm good. See, that, that's fine and all, but the, the real recipe, if you want to get rowdy at 11 a.m. on a Saturday, is you start it off with a whiskey. You have that with a side of whiskey. And then right before you go in, vodka Red Bull. That, that's that's the recipe for a rowdy 11 a.m. kick right there. I wish I was 24 again first. <laughs> so last time I drank whiskey, realized that probably wasn't my best interest to maintain a life not locked up. I get somehow, my 30s got weird. I got kind of violent when I drank whiskey in my 30s. I drank it for a long time in my 20s. And then Red Bull and me have never got along. I, I can black out on just drinking a Red Bull. No booze involved. I would just rather have the shot of Jaeger than the Jaeger and Red Bull. But I can't, I can't drink Red Bull. That stuff does, they got something weird in there. It doesn't work for me. I can't do Jaeger after spring break a billion years ago. Oh, I do Jaeger right now. I'm looking at a <laughs> bottle of it as I sit here. <laughs> Burge, you, you mentioned uh, Kevin Steele. Do uh, you ever get to play cards with Kevin Steele? We, nope. That was not a relationship that kept Steele and I possessed while I was a student in college that he was a member of the coaching staff. <laughs> oh. I did not have that Tommy Frazier swag. <laughs> That's the old story, isn't it? That that he was playing cards with Tommy's mom on the recruiting trip? That is the story, yeah, as it goes. I'll, you know, next time Tommy's going to ask for confirmation on that. He was in the other night, so it was good to, good to see T. Frazier. Dropped about 20 pounds. He's looking lean and mean, so good on, good on my guy, T. Frazier. Good enough. Matt, uh, real quick, uh, Scott Waverly to get the playoffs continued. How you feeling? 
it's uh, when you make it to this point in the year, there's only four teams in your class that are still playing. So everybody's there for a reason. Uh, Waverly staff does a really good job. I've had a, a great time getting a chance to watch their film. Uh, credit to their offensive staff, their offensive line coach does a, a really, really nice job. Like their their line is about as technically sound as I've seen, and that's that's everybody. Like they are they are good. Um, number nine for them is phenomenal. They they ask him to do a lot, and he does it, and, and it's fun to watch. He he plays a bruising style of defense. Um, he does a lot of blocking on offense, which is pretty awesome. I think he plays every snap of the game. He's on the kickoff team. So I am a big fan of his work. Number 11 for them, their quarterback, uh, legit, like straight up, just an athlete. Like the kid runs their offense very well. He is very patient running the football, so it's cool to see. Um, he lets his linemen do their work, and then he finds a little crease, and he hits it and splits it, and away he goes. So. It's going to be a good game. It's always a good game when we get the chance to go to Waverly. My good buddy Corey Worrell is in the administration over there, so I'm sure I'll see Corey. He will probably tell me that he thinks I'm number one with <laughs> probably not the right finger. But it'll be – it's always a good game, and it's always a head knocker, and, and it will come down to the end, and hopefully we're on the right side of it. Vers, appreciate you much. Have a good, uh, good ball game Friday, and we'll talk again. Thanks, boys.